Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who could do that too, if they had those tools. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. What's happening, everybody? It's show number 555. We're back. We teased that we were, like, going to be gone forever. Matt dropped that at the end of the show. Like, goodbye, maybe forever. Surprise! (laughs) But we're back! Hello! So, as scheduled, uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about transitional jointer planes, making a wide taper on a large slab, and what happens to Matt's wood. But before we get to that, we want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler's been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Rockler is giving away a $250 gift card to one lucky Wood Talk listener. You can enter for your chance to win before September 30th at rockler.com slash woodtalk. And we'd like to congratulate a certain person who won one of those giveaways. That's Jeffrey Adams. People actually win. Yep, especially in Missouri. He's from Missouri. I don't know what especially. part. <laughs> He's one of my fellow countrymen in Missouri. You have better chances of winning if you're in Missouri. Is that what you're trying to it must be. I think that's what's going on here. Hey, uh, Missouri's but, looking for anything to attract people, so that's one thing. How dare you? It's gorgeous here. You stop it now. Um, so congratulations, Jeffrey. We hope you get yourself some good Rockler goodies. There's plenty of them there. So let us know what you got. You guys aren't. You, I'll let you know. You guys aren't being very good at telling us what you what you want or what you uh, spent your money on. So I want to know. Maybe get they're just hoarding us. it. They could you be know, just waiting for for a rainy day. You know. Waiting for another one of Rockler's great little inventions, like that sandpaper ripping jig. Did you see that? For tearing sandpaper? It's pretty slick. Who was it? O'Connor's woodworking or something on Instagram? Um, he showed it the other day. I was like, ah, man, I hate like little products like that. They're so dumb, but they're so good. Like It's so specific yeah. to that one thing, and I want to I not like it, and then I look at it and go, gosh dang it, I want one. <laughs> so your immediate reaction is, yeah, I could probably build that, uh-huh. but I could also just add to cart and check it out. And be done with it, right? Yeah. The the little glue bottle thing that holds the bottle upside down. Yeah. Like I'm all over that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I could build it. Yeah. But knowing me, I'd end up gluing the bottle into like the wooden case because the so Rockler's got like a silicone version. <laughs> right. like, yeah. yeah, I need to buy that, but yep. I absolutely don't need to buy that. Yeah. I, they need to, somebody needs to invent this. Somebody probably has, but you need like 
an impulse shopping cart, mm-hmm. like a cart that you add <laughs> stuff to that you have no intention of buying until you like, you're like, well, only three more dollars to get your free shipping. You need to be able to defer to that cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I guess it's called cart. a wish list. Mm-hmm. Well, Amazon has that, right? You could put something in your cart and then you can kind of remove it temporarily. Well, not temporarily. You just yeah, kind of save it for later. Yeah, Relegate it to the, the back end mm-hmm. and then you can pop it in anytime you need to. Yeah, I need, I need that. Okay, now I'm buying something. <laughs> Add that silicone glue bottle thing to there it. There you go. Yeah. Oh, mean. man. All right. So what do we got on Patreon, Matt? I don't know. Let me read the notes. Um, it says I'm supposed to say something like, if you want to help support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash woodtalk and signing up to become a patron of the show. This time we're thanking Nick Barry, Steve Sparrow, and Brooke Appler Grizzly Bear Woodworks. It's a mouthful. All the words. All of the words good all right so hey quick note before we get into what's on the bench i started a thing and then i hurt my back but that's another story but i started a thing um so a buddy of mine really like you know super fitness buff kind of guy invited me to one of those fitness challenges and it was for a website i don't really follow and i'm looking at it going, i'd like to do this but i don't really care about that website how cool would it be if we just did something like that in the woodworking world because i don't know if you guys noticed some of us are out of shape and I've seen it myself. I know what you guys look like. And, uh, you know, we could, we could all use a little bit more fitness in our body. lives. I've seen you guys. So uh, I started this thing called Fit Woodworkers. It's really nothing more than encouraging people to get into some kind of an activity plan to keep their body going. The bottom line is, you know, working in the shop is tough on our bodies. And the, the longer we can do it, the better. So having some kind of fitness plan in place, just a good, a good measure, you know, a good thing to do. So I started it. And we're, what are we in, like six days into it now? It's just a 30-day challenge where uh, the current challenge is to simply just do a, a uh, mile, uh, either walked, run, cycle. On That's not much on a bike, but you get the point. <laughs> the idea is to get your butt out there swim, doing something. Car. Swim a mile. Go swim no, a drive, mile no, no driving, no motors. <laughs> E-bikes don't count. <laughs> right? Skateboard, that would count. Uh, and it's actually, it's going really well. We started a little group on Strava. If you're not familiar with that, that's an app for tracking, uh, you know, fitness and mapping it out and stuff. So there's a group called fit woodworkers there that you could join. It's over 300 people there already. You know, Shannon's in there. I'm in there. A bunch of woodworkers you recognize are in there and it's just a lot of fun. So if you're looking for a little bit of that extra accountability to help you get into some kind of a fitness plan, uh, check it out and you can commiserate with your fellow woodworkers about how hard exercise is. It's a lot of fun. There you go. So, or if you just want to feel bad about your lack of an act- activity, just look at the leaderboard. Leaderboards suck, man. <laughs> Anytime I ride my Peloton, it's the first window I hide. Boop. <laughs> like, if I really want to feel that bad about myself, I'll, you know, I've got other ways to do it. I don't need it on the bike. Leaderboards are rough. Oof. All right. So let's get to what's um, on the bench. Or actually, bef- before we before we do that, I think we should do the kickback first because it's oh. fresh in people's minds. Okay. Um, Brody wrote in and he said, well, I was trapped at my nephew's graduation. I listened to the announcers making each name unique. I think if Matt were to do this, I think they would all end in a question. Definitely. <laughs> so I would just, I would seriously love to go to graduation and just have Matt just reading oh, off gosh. names. Yeah. with Brooke Appler. Just the question mark at the end of each one. Perfect. Steve Sparrow. You know, and the kids, the kids are kind of like, do I move the tassel? Do I not? I like, think, what am I supposed to do I right now? I think that was my name. I'm really not sure. <laughs> Nick Barry. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, good stuff. All right. Anyway, well, let's get to what's yeah. on the bench. For me, I've been on vacation, so not a lot of um, immediate work, but I did start the second part. Uh, two other pieces for Nicole's closet. So that's just a bunch of plywood, boring stuff, not a whole lot. Uh, woodworking wise there. 
but I did do something with sandpaper. I bought a little sandpaper company, and that sounds even weird to say. It probably makes more out of it than it really is. Um, but there's a double-sided sandpaper uh, that I've the been using. The way you present things, it's just like... <laughs> I just want to temper expectations. You know what I mean? Like, if I set the bar low, I could only go up from there. It's kind of my habit in life. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I don't want people to get too excited here. So we have this double-sided sandpaper. I'll tell you more about it in the future when you can actually order it. But we had a little bit of inventory with the stuff we acquired from the the guy who was making it previously. Uh, Ripped through that in no time. And we're in sort of producing our own packaging and all that other stuff to go with it. So that is underway. But it is really cool. Small individual sheets of sandpaper. I've been using them from the guy that originally made them for like 10 years now. And it's one of those things that once you get used to having them in the shop, it's just a convenience that's super nice to just grab one and go. You got these nice sharp edges with sandpaper grit on both sides. When you fold, you know how sandpaper typically you fold it, you get a little bit of a crushed edge and you have grit right there on that very edge. So if you're trying to use that to get a crisp fine detail and get into a corner, uh, sometimes that could just cause problems, kind of blunt that internal corner. These are just nice and sharp. And when you wear it down, just grab a pair of scissors, cut the edge and you got a nice new sharp edge to use it again. Uh, They're real pliable but also like hold their shape enough that you can use it for finessing curves and things like that. So more about that coming up. It's called Backside Sandpaper, and uh, hopefully we'll have some in stock within the next week or so. And we don't want to keep going out of stock, so we're trying to ramp up production as much as possible. So super exciting. It's just one of those things that it's, it's fun to have another iron in the fire just to, you know, as a business. <laughs> Yeah. More things. In case you get bored. Well, you just, you can't trust any of this stuff, right? And I've got like employees <laughs> now. I got a cat, you know, there's got responsibilities, guys. Right. It's all now, I, having, having not, you know, heard of this before, was it called Backside Sandpaper before or no. is that your name? That was my genius okay. idea. The okay. Because that does sound like a Spagnolo original right yeah, there. Yeah, because I wanted it to, like, I, the initials are now BS, which is great. Uh, yeah. You also have the, you know, your backside, your butt, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reference That's there. That's what like, I'm saying. This is the Spagnolo original. There's lots of <laughs> upward mobility here. Um, the original <laughs> company was called um, Epic Woodworking, E-P-O-C-H. And that yeah. was the guy's uh, name of his company. And then he made the sandpaper. It's, it's a fine name, but I wanted something that was just a little more descriptive and a little bit more fun that you can kind of immediately have ideas of what we might be selling with. Um, I think Epic was a little more generic than I wanted it to be. Um, so we had to do a little bit of a, a brand change so, there. So it's the end of an epic. It is the end of an epic. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Shannon, what do you got going on? Um, my um, <clears throat> my mom is in this phase of her life where she's insistent that she has to give away all her stuff because apparently she's going to drop dead like at any moment. Why is she doing that? She's reached that point where she's just like, okay, you need to take this and need to take this. So I've been getting just random boxes showing on my house filled with like Japanese heirlooms. For those that don't know, my mom is not Japanese, but she grew up in Japan. She lived in Japan all through the 50s and the 60s. Wow. Because my grandfather uh, built ships. Basically rebuilt the ships that we blew up in 40s in the 40s so he built merchant ships and they lived in japan for many many years so she's got just gorgeous beautiful japanese china japanese tea table she's got a full suit of like samurai armor just really cool stuff um and you know that's been her her yeah really cool sharp stuff too um so it's it's I get these boxes that show up and I got this box of Amari Ware Japanese tea set 
And it's one of those things that's just way too beautiful to use Mm -hmm. that. And we're not really tea drinkers around here. So I am building a series of shadow boxes that will not only protect this, but display them at the same time. So it's, Mm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going, I'm going three quarters Cremona on this in that (laughs) I'm using wood that started as its life as a log. Um, I didn't fell the tree. I think, you, well, don't they Cremona, you don't really start... fell trees that much. Um, Pretty rarely, well, usually you... right down. Yeah. Well, yes, they all start as a log. Thank you, Mark. But um, yeah, I had the log in my joke. possession. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't buy the boards. That it was a good joke. All right, go ahead. Um, the best. So yeah, this is, this is a log that I split. Um, some of it I sawed. Most of it I, I have, I have riven. I have mm-hmm. roven. I roved it. I had done I roved know. it. I had done, done, roved it good. But <laughs> good. <laughs> so, so, uh, I'm taking, I'm building a variety of shadow boxes. I'm building a little like ornamental serving tray to put like the teapot on and things like that. So it's, it's kind of, a I don't know, uh, an homage to an end of an epic. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of fun. It, it's one of those things where when you, you have that kind of line of sight into, where the tree grew it's just that neat little uh little neat little thing yeah that's that cool. whole thing yeah <laughs> nice. so i'm liking it that sounds well, fun story yeah gotta yeah, love that was a long story to say i'm building a shadow box three of them it's a very long sentence but it was yeah. enjoyable matt what about so you beautiful oh i thank you for asking mark mm-hmm. I, you're welcome I, I am working on some trim in the uh in the great room trying to get that room finished up so it can become used again man i love the videos of you like grabbing the fully assembled thing and just oh. dropping it in the hole it, it just like goes from rough to finished like that it's awesome a lot of people ask about that like what's the advantage of pre-assembling your full window trim as a unit instead of like you know building it in place mm-hmm. the amount of like finish prep and sanding and like caulking and everything i could do i could do oh, yeah. at like workbench height mm-hmm. oh yeah and then slam it in there when you're done right totally worth it you just pop well, it in get it like position get it racked so it looks nice screw yeah. it in and you're, and you're done you just cock it to the wall and you're done well and you're building to square in the shop right and then you have right. i guess a little bit of wiggle room in the opening so if you're going to the opening a lot of times you end up not square because you've just followed the line and that line yes. may not be and a lot of like your reveals from like your jams to your mm-hmm. casings might not be nice and even and straight. Mm-hmm. Definitely the way to go. The most, the more you can like preassemble things yeah. on the ground, the better. That's awesome. Well, it looks great. I'm enjoying watching that come together. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's almost over. I like before I got into this, I had always known that like a painted finish is the hardest finish you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And holy hell, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because it's just like everything is just one thing after another. Everything's got to be perfect. You got to sand it like a thousand times, fill all these damn holes, mm-hmm. then paint it again. Or it's like if you did like uh, stain grade, it's like you put some like putty in the hole and just move on with your life. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, don't worry about like cocking it to each other. All the seams don't have to get cocked. Oh, my God. So much. It seems like there's a lot of pros and cons because there are things about the just the construction you can do. The fact that you can caulk fairly easily with painted stuff is a bit of an advantage. E- easily. Like caulking is an art in itself. Huh. Yeah. Easily. One that right. I don't have any skill with. <laughs> yeah. It could be real. <laughs> Me messy and a caulk work. gun are bad idea. I'm, yeah. But it also, you know, you've got that advantage, that fudge factor. If things aren't perfect, if it's stain grade, mm-hmm. it definitely puts more pressure on making sure everything. Well, I guess with the pre-assemble, it's not as big of a deal. You've got all your joints closed. Everything is looking good at that point anyway. No, but I still, I mean, I still cocked all the seams. 
Yeah. Just so there was something there for the paint to kind of roll through. Yeah. With the the baseboards, that's all like installed this like a standard way. Because I know the amount of work that goes into fixing issues, mm-hmm. I'm still cutting and fitting those as I would if they were stain grade. Mm, okay. So I'm like, I don't really want to mm. be finessing all this crap with like filler and caulk and like blending stuff out. I'm like, no, I'm gonna get my my miters nice and tight and perfect. My copes are gonna be nice and tight as well, so I don't have to worry about all that prep work. And I think what I've learned the most about working in that room is this idea that was kind of in the back of my head as Donovan and I were working on our like new stuff. And that's like, in, I think in, I feel like in most of like the common trade stuff, it's always like let's pass the buck on to the next guy. The next guy will fix it. The next guy will fix it all the way down the line. <laughs> yeah. And when you're the guy to fix everything down the line, you're like, no, I'm going to do it right the first time, get set up well, so then down the line, it yeah. happens much more like naturally and evenly. That great room is a good example of the buck being passed so far down to the point where someone can't fix it anymore. Oh, jeez. Huh. There are so many inaccuracies in the room itself because that room is all about the lines, right? It's got mm-hmm. the, the vaulted ceiling thing. It's all about the lines and the straightness and everything. The framing is not straight enough to allow the sheetrock to actually follow a straight line, mm-hmm. so it's all doing all kinds of curvy stuff. So I'm doing what I can to kind of mask that. I'm painting the entire ceiling. Instead, they, they used to just have, like, there's, like, a flat spot in the ceiling, and mm-hmm. then it comes up to, like, a, a flat, and then the slopes or whatever, and then the walls. There used to be a three-tone paint job in there. I'm doing a two-tone, so the, the ceiling and the angled things all become one paint, so you can't see these wavy lines where that flat area meets the uh, angle It kind of just masks it visually. Yeah, because that was a problem I have when looking in that room now. I'm like, you look up the ceiling, you expect to see this nice straight line down the whole thing, and it's all over the place because oh, they're geez. following the actual scene with the paint. Like You can't, that's, yeah. Yeah. And there's a few other places where like the framing wasn't set up correctly for the sheetrock to happen. So they have a valley that comes down into the corner of the wall. So that valley, the outside corner, does not meet the inside corner perfectly. It's like off by a half inch. So they could have fixed that by furring out one of the walls a half inch with like two sheets of sheetrock or something. But they didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on the other end of the, of the room, there's a fireplace. They're trying to keep that centered. But the biggest problem with the fireplace is that that goes up and is supposed to die into that flat area on the ceiling. Like perfectly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. On one side, it goes over a half inch into the seam, or into the um, angle thing. And the other side, it's like two and a half inches. So it's like off-center up top. So someone, either they frame the, the chimney area out of plumb, or the roof is a little bit off. Mm-hmm. And then nobody decided to fix it. Jeez. It's like all, all little details you see. It's like, I'm like, hey, I got to draw a line somewhere. I can't, I'm not going to fix those. But at least I can hide all this waviness and all of the, the sheetrock. Sure. Well, and realistically, once you're done, if you do those things, most people aren't going to really see it. You guys might see too, it. That's the problem, too, is I freaking live there. Yeah. And I got to see it. <laughs> yep. It's going to drive you That's nuts. That's honestly one of the biggest problems with having with this is I'm like, the detail level I'm taking it to is like so above and beyond what most people would because at the end of the day, they just like, they leave and they never see it again. But I have to see that every day. Well, you're the next like, guy, right? Now's you the time. Can't, can't pass <laughs> it on right. to the next guy. That's you. <laughs> It it's, a, it's a really good point, though, that I hadn't really thought about the passing of the buck. My day job, that's kind of where we live. Like we don't we don't frame <laughs> houses or anything like that. Like what we do is is aesthetics, mm-hmm. you know, fine hardwood trims and, and doors and windows and like finishing steps. And there's always problems always problems and you just kind of wonder like why wasn't this fixed before yeah because there's like 17 subs that have gotten to it beforehand and you're right every single one of them is like yeah i'll fix it in post (laughs) (laughs) never never gets fixed yeah wow frustrating that's frustrating wow 
All right. And especially because you're the guy who has to live with it, Mm -hmm. right? Like fix it and live with it afterwards. I'm happy with the, the extent to where I'm going to take it. I think it'll be a little better looking. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it will. We'll see. I'm sure it will. Well, Hey, you guys know who else is remodeling and expanding? I know who else is better looking. Wow. Jeez. (laughs) Sorry. That one was better. I had to take it. That hurts. That's below the belt. Yikes. (laughs) Well, our friends at Rockler have been expanding and remodeling many of their stores throughout the country. If you haven't been to a Rockler store lately, you may be missing out. The latest store opening in August includes a new location. I don't know this place. Novi, Michigan? Novi? Novi? N-O-V-I. Did you guys ever hear of that place? Nope. Just nope. now. News to me. Okay. Novi, Michigan. Rockler store. Mm-hmm. They also have the store openings planned for Greenville, South Carolina in late August and Cary, North Carolina and Brentwood, Tennessee later this oh, year. Wow. wow. That's, that's a lot of stores. You'll find top power tools and accessories, an extensive lumber selection, dust collection, router tables, T-track, hardware, and more. Their stores also host a variety of classes for woodworkers of all skill levels. Visit Rockler.com to find a store near you. No matter which store you visit, you can count on Rockler for innovative products, expert advice, and great service. So go check them out. And if you're in any of those cities or states you got to go check out the grand openings i mean usually there's like some big thing they do for grand openings so keep your eye out for that um but store openings good thing so thank yeah. you rockler for sponsoring the show they usually fly mad in to cut ribbons and most of the time kiss do babies they? and that things something yep. they do with the giant yeah. scissors <laughs> right I mean, actually you get size scissors you get your big circular saw to cut it like that okay i'm guessing rockler sells a lot of t-track because they always highlight t-track in all their ads T-Track is a popular always, thing. I mean, people put them in everything and then never use them. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where I was going with that. It's like, <laughs> I remember you putting T-Track in something like 20 years ago and yeah. never using it. Yep. So. That's what happens. You just you put them there because like you're idea. supposed to, it makes a great thumbnail for YouTube. And then you go, oh, what am I going to do with these? What is it just places <laughs> for dust? What am I doing? All right. Well, enough of my opinions. Uh, let's go to questions. So I got one here. Here's another opinion. <laughs> Here's another opinion for you that you didn't want. Joshua wrote in. He says, I'm building a conference style table. The legs are a slab style, approximately two inches thick, 30 inches wide, 27 and a half inches tall. The grain direction is vertical. I want to thin the slab so that when you look at the edge of the leg, the top of the slab is two inches wide and the bottom of the slab is one and a half inches thick. However, I want to start the taper approximately 12 inches from the bottom of the slab. This would mean that I need to take about a quarter inch off of each side of the slab at the very bottom and taper it to nothing at about 12 inches up from the bottom of the slab. I can't figure out how to go about doing this. Hand plane perpendicular to the grain, belt sander. I have a 20 inch bandsaw, but that won't cut a 30 inch wide slab. How would you accomplish this task? All right, so the things I normally do for this, I went through my mind all the different ways. Okay, bandsaw is out. A planer sled, if it was smaller and you had a big enough planer or a wide belt sander, you might be able to prop it up and get that taper on both sides. But again, size, it's this thing is just too big. I'm sure he doesn't have anything that can accommodate that. This is one of those things where over the years, I've tried all kinds of things for stuff like this. Now, my version of this is usually the underside of a table and I'm putting one of those like long, shallow tapers like on the end or a bevel, I guess it would be. An underbevel of sorts. Underbevels, yes. Um, And I would spend a lot of time with like rough sanding tools. I would use some uh, power carving tools to do it. That could leave a very irregular surface and it's a little bit, it just takes a long time and you're getting it nice and flat. You're always going to want to hit it with like a hand plane when it's all said and done. Or, you know, you could do a belt sander too because that's usually got the platen on the bottom that's nice and flat. But I think the best tool for this that I've found with these things is a handheld um, planer. Like the the kind that you normally do not use in a fine woodworking shop. This is one of those cases where it is brilliant for this kind of work. 
It's aggressive. You do have to be careful. Take a light cut, but you can go cross grain with it. Just avoid the very end of the board so you don't blow out. On something as big as this, you can even go with the grain and you will plow that stuff away in a fairly flat fashion, right? Because it is a planer. So it is, you don't want to gouge, but you can definitely zip a little bit off at a time and have it pretty flat so that when it's all said and done, you just go back with your sander or some sanding blocks. You could use a hand plane to do some final smoothing. But I find that that tool is particularly good if what you're trying to do is effectively a straight flat line that you just want to remove a whole bunch of material. I mean, you can get those at a pretty reasonable price, but for stuff like this, it's the fastest way to do it that I know of. Can you guys think of any other way outside of like hand tools? I'll just leave. A hand plane? Shannon, you can leave now and let Matt answer this question. (laughs) We know the hand tools. We're talking like, is there a power tool method? Let let me add that I just saw Vic Tesselin on Instagram using one of those handheld electric planers. So apparently they do happen in fine. They're in vogue. Yeah. Well, you know, we just started something. So you're welcome. The other thing you can do is you can get a sawmill (laughs) and then you can prop it up on your sawmill and just slice it right off. There we go. Yeah. That's a good reason to buy one, honestly. I mean, why not? I mean, you got slabs. You might as well have a sawmill. I mean, don't they go hand in hand? I think so. I think they do. (laughs) Did you know that, uh, that wood comes from logs? I've heard yeah. learned that today. Yes. I've, okay. I've heard that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think anything else, it has to be a tool to the wood type thing. Anything else is just going to be, you know, a bunch of jigs and probably dangerous, mm-hmm. frankly. So yeah, I think, yeah, that, no, I think that's the best solution. Actually, you just touched on one, like the, the kind of stuff you would use for a slab flattening rig with a router. You could do I suppose yeah. you yeah. could do that, right? Prop it up as long as you get that angle right and you've got the, the rails and, and some way to... And that's something that might be useful on other things in the future too that wouldn't be bad to uh, to build or they sell solutions for that now too. So I still think the planer is the best idea just because you're right, they're not expensive. Mm-hmm. Like every major brand makes them from DeWalt to Makita, you know, and it's one of those things that like the router sled, if you're done to flatten a lot of sl- uh, slabs, sure, that's a thing, but this... Uh, planer thing it fits in its little blow molded case stick it on a shelf it's out of the way Mm -hmm. you probably could find like once you have one you'll probably find a lot more uses for it yeah Yeah, and you build some confidence stuff to walls like window jams totally yeah Yeah. and i just had a door that was stuck in uh in the office at the shop and i one one pass i was like uh we got to clean this up now because made a lot of dust but it worked really well and fast and it was something where i was kind of afraid of the tool until i kind of brought the blade in a little bit and realized you can take very small passes and you do have a pretty good degree of control with that thing and with a little bit of experience you build confidence you're gonna start thinking of reasons to use it so i think i kind of have to take back my comments in the past about that not being the tool that most of us would need there just are times where it's the best tool for the job all right shannon i think you got one here uh, James wrote and he said, I bought an old transitional plane at a flea market. And um, this plane is from the Fulton Tool Company. And it is a monster 30 inches long. Plane needs some work with the cracked handle. It's got plenty of rust, but it's in good condition otherwise. I already have a good quality jointer in a smoothing plane, but I don't have a reliable jack or four plane to hog off material to flatten large panels or add big bevels to the underside of a slab top. <laughs> Having found almost no detailed information about 30-inch long planes, I wonder were these planes originally intended for use as a foreplane or as a joiner? The iron on this plane, which may not be original, is not cambered. I'm happy to put a camber on it if you think it would make a good foreplane or a substitute as a jack plane. So I believe this is 
well, this is a Fulton plane, but this everybody modeled after Stanley. I believe it's the Stanley 34 is a 36, 30 inch long transitional plane. If you don't know, a transitional plane has a wooden sole and like the mechanism that moves the blade forward and back and the, the frog and everything is a metal part that's essentially bolted onto a wooden sole. So it was a transition from fully wooden planes to fully metal planes. That was the idea behind them. I think this is a very bad idea um, to use this as... As a four plane or a jack plane. It's just too long. The idea of a, the longer the sole, ideally the flatter the board you will create. And the four plane and the jack plane are really meant to sit in that sweet spot in between the short smoothing plane and the long joiner plane. If you're going to put a cambered blade and take a heavier cut out of it with it, you're, you're just asking for more work to push this heavy plane around, but it's also going to span across more hills and valleys. So in order to hog out material, you're probably going to have to advance the blade a little bit in order for, because it's going to span, sorry, I'm using hands here. So watch the YouTube video. If you haven't seen it yet, go to YouTube and watch Wood Talk, <laughs> but you'll, you'll span from, from hilltop to hilltop much easier with that longer sole, but you're going to miss like all the wood in between unless you take a really heavy cut and you advance the cut in order for the blade to kind of cut down in those valleys. The problem is the minute it hits one of those hills, it's going to take a massively deep cut and it's probably going to tear it all to hell. The, the beauty of a shorter four plane or jack plane with a cambered iron is that it's not going to skim over those valleys. It's going to navigate the hill, the topography a little bit easier, and you're not going to have to take such heavy cut. Plus with a heavier cut requires more force to push it. And with a heavier plane requires more force to push it. So now you're taking a heavier cut with a heavier plane. That's just a nightmare. So if you absolutely want to use this plane, I recommend committing something that will probably get you thrown out of any hand tool forum. And that would be cut the sole down shorter. <laughs> <laughs> lop, lop like four inches off either end of it. And uh, there you go. Now, but even then you're still at a 22 inch long plane, which is just That's super long still. <laughs> it's just not what the plane was intended to do. You're going to find out working so much harder to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty, um, maybe. And again, now I'm going to get thrown out of hand tool forums. This might be one of those instances where you hang it on the wall because it looks pretty. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I got a couple of those and uh, gives me that like TGI Fridays vibe in the shop. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's important. Everybody needs more Cracker Barrel in their shop. There you go. Yeah, it's my it's shop flair is the way I look at it. Shop flair. Yeah. Do you have at least six pieces? Yeah. You want some flair? I can get you some flair. You good? Yep. I think we're good. I'm good. You good with that nice awkward pause you just gave us? Yes. Those are the best. No. That's why you're here, Matt. <laughs> you could just not feed into my stupidity sometimes. That would be kind of helpful, too. All right. Try this one to. is from Simon. I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's been a long day already. It's only. Miss you, Matt. We o'clock. missed you. I'm glad you're back. It's been, I didn't talk to you guys last month. I know. I was all alone in my own thoughts in my own head. <laughs> I know, this is what happens. <laughs> it was very it's bad. scary. <laughs> bad for you. <laughs> all right, Simon asks, I was wondering what happens to all the beautiful wood slabs Matt saws up. Is it possible to see some end products where his wood is used? Does he sell product to Rockler and those other woodworking stores, those other Rocklers? 
This is a sign that most of Matt's YouTube content lately has been sawing up logs. <laughs> people are like, does he actually build anything with it? What do you do Scroll with up. Yeah. Scroll up, people. <laughs> That's awesome. That's actually why I took this question. Because I've got been getting this question a lot lately. And, I mean, the, the, um, the vibe, it, this is a little bit of a nicer vibe. Thank you, Simon. But the, the vibe from some of the other commenters are like, Matt never shows anything he's ever made with any of these slabs. And I just mm-hmm. got, I got, I get to this kind of dark place in my mind where I'm like, you know, <laughs> I've made a lot of videos that take a lot longer to produce than these Sama videos where I show you exactly what happens to these slabs. It's literally every project video that I've ever made. It goes through yep. the whole background, the whole backstory of sourcing this log, bringing it home, putting it on the saw, cutting it <laughs> up, stacking it, drying it. Then boom, years later, here's some, some wood in the shop. Let's start like a normal video. So it's kind of upsetting a little bit to me, like in my heart of hearts, that... <laughs> The, the people that are like leaving these comments have never gone back and watched any of my project videos, but I should know that because the viewership on the project videos are so far below the Salmon videos anyway that mm-hmm. I kind of should expect it, but I still feel a little... This is, it's, this is a very emotional job. You know, it's like, do, do you even woodwork, bro? I don't, I don't know anything about <laughs> <Hashtag>. wood. Hashtag. <laughs> I mean, you got the creds, you know? You've done the work. It's there. But that's, that's the, like. the way things work now, right? No one, very few, I should say, not no one, but very few dig back deeper, you know, just the way the they platform is designed. Deep, right? I think most people aren't really that interested in seeing me make anything out of the stuff. Mm-hmm. They just want to see, like, here's a finished picture of something, which I have too, but mm-hmm. nobody follows me on social media either that watch these Sama videos, so they never see my finished products either, so... Hmm. I don't know. Well, the good news is you can just do a little bit of editing tweak and re-upload the same stuff, and... Funny you Obviously, should no that. one's going to pay attention. Doing. There you go. See? It's going to be 100% ASMR, no talking, nothing. Just here's a whole bunch of content of me going from a tree to a finished piece of furniture. Have a nice day. Oh, yeah, oh, by the people, way, buy my guild people, project. Yeah. Are people going to get mad that like there's not enough uh, like log stuff and slab work going on if you do a project like that? Have you trained your audience to not want that anymore? They have no idea what they want. <laughs> they don't know what they want. That's the problem. <laughs> Uh, I think this is also this thing that happens it's all with, over the place like not, not to devolve us back into like inside baseball yeah. stuff but like the the viewership and the algorithm and like how people use YouTube has changed so much over the years yeah. so like I can see like if one video one week does really well the next video the next week is going to do pretty well too because the video the people who watched my video last week are getting suggested to watch my new video right yeah. but if I have a video that comes out that doesn't do as well it takes a while for like the viewership to come back again yeah because no one's being suggested my videos again and mm-hmm. then I get the comments from people like, oh, Matt, good to see you back making videos again. I'm like, I make a, every single week there's a video, but you're not seeing them. <laughs> They're not getting the notification. Right. So Yeah, it's, but you it's, know what? It's, it's Look, I'm a 46-year-old man. You know what I watch on YouTube? I watch video game highlights and <laughs> tutorials. Uh, lately, I've been doing, thanks to Shannon, uh, researching cycling stuff, watching all that stuff, right? That's most of what I watch. And you know what I still get on my homepage? The latest Mr. Beast video. Right. Like, yep. is so I, I have my doubts about this whole like YouTube treats the algorithm as if it's this animal that they have no control over. You know what I mean? Oh and God, it's like, know what's going on. you guys know exactly what you're doing, whether you play the game or not. Like, I don't know. It just it's it can be frustrating to me that it's a very self-fulfilling prophecy in the way that these videos are served to people. It's like, well, if you did this, it would have done better. I'm like, or you could have made it have done better. <laughs> Is that good English? <laughs> you could have yeah. shown it to more people. You could have shown it to more people, and then there would have been more views, but no, it's all good. Enough complaining about that stuff. 
Is that my? Oh, jeez. That was. I'm looking at you guys going. My <laughs> ringer is off too. I'll finish answering the question while you're doing that. Go ahead. So the, the, what happens to most of it, whatever I don't use, which is a lot of it, ends up being sold. I don't sell through any distributors or retailers or anything. It's all direct to customer, and most of my stuff goes to hobbyists. I don't have a whole lot of people that are buying stuff for commission pieces. I mean, here and there, but most of it is hobbyists that are like, I saw you cut this piece of wood up. I fell in love with it. I have to have it. I still want to get up there to pick up some slabs for my place as well. You know, I've been, I haven't seen you in like five, four years. It's been a long time. I know. I was thinking about that the other day. I think I've seen Mark more recently than you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. We need a, I need a slab acquisition trip. I've actually had people ask me like, when are you going to start selling Matt stuff here? Like, well, when I get up there with my trailer, we'll start selling some stuff. (laughs) But yeah, I think that'd be great. All right. That's it. You good with that? I think so. I don't know. Come buy some slabs sometime. Anybody that wants them. Yeah, you here. want to know what happens? Buy one and make something happen, baby. Yeah, and then I can share your picture of yeah. whatever you made. Or a whole make, video. Make a whole video about it. Learn what it's like to make a whole video about making a project, and I will share go. it for you. That sounds good. There all right. Go. I think that's going to do Matt's it for That's a little us. salty today. I like it. I'm very it. salty today. He I've is. been caulking okay. all morning. I hope Not it gets worse. kind of caulking either. <laughs> I hope it gets worse or better, depending <laughs> on your perspective. <laughs> All right. Well, family owned since 1954, Rockler is your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools, finishing supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com and use the code WOODTALK, that's all one word, to receive free shipping on most orders over $49. And remember to head to rockler.com slash woodtalk to enter for your chance to win a $250 gift card. Right on. <clears throat> well, folks... Now is when you can send in your questions. So you could do it anytime, mm-hmm. honestly. But I, I think ultimately you should be sending in questions about what kinds of projects you wish that Matt would make. <laughs> um, if only Matt had made some projects. If only he made projects. Any project, he doesn't anymore. Honestly. Uh, yeah, seriously. Something. Like all that grade wood, bruh. Can you, can you make something from it? So, you know, send in your suggestions for what you should make it Paint the uh, trim. Out, of, out of the slabs. All exactly. the wood he has and he buys poplar for the trim. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that? about that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's right, right. It's good stuff. So send in the questions, folks. Go to woodtalkshow.com. There's a contact form there, or just send us an email at woodtalkshow at gmail.com. And you know, if you've built a project and you want to show it off, you can show it off on your own Instagram, or you can show it off on the Wood Talk Show Instagram because Margaret's always posting stuff on there she about, is. you know, projects of the week and here's what you built this week. So, Definitely get your stuff highlighted there, Matt. That could be a good good solution for you. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Maybe maybe yes. post some of your old projects on the Wood Here's Talk Show uh, Instagram. Who's Matt? Right. Who's Matt? Who's Matt? That could be a whole new feature. Yeah, that'll be Tuesday's feature on the Wood Talk Show Instagram. Remember when Matt used to build things? Will be the theme. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh yes. Here we go. No, I, I really think we should lean into the "Do you even woodwork, bro?" That's, yeah. that'd be a good hashtag. That's good. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We're glad you're back. We're glad we're back, and we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Or will we? Or we might not. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Wow. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.